Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. I kick you, and then if you feel well enough, you can kick me in the groin. So if you throw up, yeah, you're done. Their weekly mission, to provide hot takes, medium takes, sometimes annoying takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Luke Anderson. Oh, Heater Locklear, though. Have you seen her? That's Heather Locklear that smokes. Super, she's a little trashier, so she's, like, more gettable. Will Darkens. I started to get that feeling again, the college football feeling. It's that time where you uh, realize that on Saturdays and Sundays you can ignore your family. This is the Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show, presented by Frostbrew Coors Light. The world's most refreshing beer on 1080 The Fan. Space! That's what I'm talking about. All right, it's hour two of this fine radio program. We call it The Sinner and the Saint. I'm not sure where that name came from, but let's go with it. If you missed anything from hour one, you can go to 1080thefan.com, and you can uh, download the podcast. Uh, do it after the show, because we've got a whole other hour. But you do want to check that out. Also, uh, worth mentioning, uh, September, Bourbon Heritage Month. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Bourbon Heritage Month, uh, special $8 cocktails all around town. Uh, a lot of places you can go and check those out. Bunk Bar on Water Avenue, Chapel Hill Church, Laurelhurst Market, the Pope House Bourbon Lounge, Reverend's Barbecue, or Southland Whiskey Kitchen. If you go to 1080thefan.com while you're downloading our podcast, just jump over to the events page. They've got a map, all the places you can get them. Celebrate America's native spirit with Bourbon Heritage Month. Okay. Brought to you by Jim Beam. You got it. Cool. We'll jump right on that. Uh, hey, college game day was down in Eugene, Oregon. Did you see that? They are in Eugene, Oregon. Are they still there? Yeah, they're no, still No, don't there. they pack up and leave right when they're done with the show? I don't think they're. They got to stay around for a little bit longer. Mm, I think they hang on the bus, though, but I mean, they're not still going. I'll sure. tell you what game day is there. Ducks game day. Yeah. Andy Dirt Johnson, uh, Dusty Hera. Anthony Newman. Anthony Newman. It's going to be quite the show. We've got a whole day full of Ducks. If you're hooked on Ducks football... If that's if that's what your uh, that's what your passion is, all day just stay on the fan. Yeah, yeah, that's all you got to do. Don't turn the dial. Well, why would you? I mean, listen, if you're on, if if you're listening right now, just text us five five three zero five. You've said it to this station, torn the knob off your radio and thrown it out your window. Have sure. you not? Yeah, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Huh. You're doing the right thing. Uh, what do you think of the showing at game day for uh, uh, for for Eugene? I mean, part one of the things that's great about game day. Is that it's not just, you know, uh, a, a very old Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreet and Reese Davis. It's also the crowd, right? I mean, they're as much oh, yeah. a part of the show and signs have become a good thing. How do you think Eugene did showing up for game day? Did a great job. They had a really good showing. And, you know, we've ran a lot of promos uh, this past week on the fan about Mario Cristobal. Head coach Mario Cristobal wanting fans to get out to Eugene and fill up Botson and get really loud because there has been that whole sentiment these uh, past three weeks that and Eugene isn't, or I'm sorry, Otson really isn't Otson, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that crowd at San Jose State looked 
pretty sparse to say the least. Uh, and especially in the second half where the game actually became pretty close. So, um, you know, if any indication, if game day is any indication, it's going to be really loud there tonight. Now I did notice they were very, uh, very insistent on letting you know that the movie animal house was filmed on the university of Oregon campus. Yes. Like every part of that show had animal house infused into it. And they did the thing where they were picking the pledges with the, the whole game day crew. Did you see that? I did not watch they, it because uh, I don't care. So after that Gene Wojciechowski or whatever feature, uh, they had they acted like they were, you know, the old elder statesmen of the fraternity. The whole cast sat down on a couch and they were looking at potential pledges. They had like Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, um, yeah. like Chip Kelly. And they and all spanked each other. I, if they would have put <laughs> Willie Taggart up there, the crowd would have just lost their mind. Well, they brought they brought their uh, their hatred for Willie Taggart. Oh, so yeah. so I watch. Uh, this is the way I watch Game Day. I half listen to it on the radio where it's not timed up with the television, and I watch the visuals of it. Yeah. Um, because I'm getting ready for the show. Because listen, we what we want to do here on the Center Saint is deliver high quality programming. That means we need to be educated on what's going on. Mm-hmm. But here's what I saw when I was looking up is Lee Corso wearing the duck head, holding a real duck that is being wrangled by a wolverine. (laughs) Half man, half wolverine. Did you see the the face on that dude? The beard was up to his eyes. Well, and he's clearly (laughs) trying to stay off camera, but they don't want the duck to bite (laughs) Lee Corso because he's so old, his skin is just paper thin, and a duck bite will kill him. Yeah. So the wolverine man is kind of ducking up back and forth. And he's like smiling at the same time, which makes it a little (laughs) creepy. (laughs) It was was extremely (laughs) awkward. He is a hell person. I'm quite sure. I don't sure. know where they found him, off the in the Coburg Hills somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the hills. They uh, tranked him, <laughs> brought him in through a cage, and then uh, Corso got to uh, kind of give his approval before the show. He was rabid at that point. Oh, yeah. Grabbing onto the cage. <laughs> Corso's like, God, get him out there. Does it give you any? A- oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. Well, here's the thing. So it's it's funny. You have to get up at 9 a.m. And, uh-huh. and well, earlier than that, I guess it starts at 7 a.m. So yeah. you're out there at 7 a.m. The game's not till 5 o'clock. Does it give you any worry about Otzen actually being at fever pitch tonight when everybody showed up for game day? Yeah, 12 I'm, hours before the game. I, I did that routine back in the day when I was a student. You just, you know, you sleep for a couple of hours, then you make it back out there. I think I think people will be fine. Yeah. It's mostly students who are there, honestly. I mean, like, I I got up at 5.45 and I watched the thing. And they were, the, the duck rode in on the Harley. They were all screaming, shout, the, that song that they, that they do between the third and fourth quarter. And it was mostly students with a bunch of Willie Taggart hatred and a bunch of Kevin Durant hatred, by the way. They, there was a sign that said, KD, are you joining the Cleveland Browns now? Um and yeah, yeah the, was, the the KD vitriol was surprising. There was a lot. I, don't I mean, know where that came from. Well, dude, there, there's pretty a, hateable. There's a lot of Bay Area kids at U of O, mm. and and therefore a lot of the Oregon kids hate the Warriors ah. here that they see around campus all the time. Mm. That's a real thing. That's interesting. It's like when the Giants, when I was there in school, the San Francisco Giants were winning the World Series every other year, and you'd see San Francisco Giants here everywhere. So we automatically hated the Giants that much more. Well, Preston, we left you out of the first couple segments oh, when we yeah. were talking Ducks. Uh, not intentionally. Well, it's, not my, it's not my show. I'm just doing no, traffic. No, 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 no. You're fine. I, I want to get your thought on the game, though, because we, we do want to dive back into it. Stanford is the first real test for this Oregon Ducks team, and, yeah. and Justin Herbert has been good. I don't know that he's been necessarily great in the in the first uh, few games, but that may be his wide receivers you know, missing some balls that they should have caught. The run game's been a little inconsistent. What do you expect from the game? Well, Stanford's defense is amazing. I think their defense is amazing. really good. They're mm. they're giving up less than eight points a game. And I know they haven't played very many great teams, but they held USC to like 
six rushing yards and three points. Uh, they lost Harrison Phillips from last year. Their D lineman, obviously, they had Solomon Thomas a couple of years before that. So I don't know if they have one of those like top five, top ten draft picks at D line. But their linebackers, Alfieri, who went to Jesuit in Portland, and Two Hill, and those guys are still really, really good. Um, so I, I think Oregon's gonna have a really tough time running the ball. I really do. I think it's gonna come down to Herbert and, and what he can do with with the crop of receivers because Stanford's defense is amazing. I, I'm still not. Completely sold on Costello, the quarterback. I don't know how you guys feel about him, but their passing game has been pretty inconsistent. You know, Oregon didn't look great against San Jose State. Stanford did not look good against UC Davis. I mean, they scored 30 points, and they had trouble moving the ball for a while. Um, but so, no Bryce Love in that game. That's true. No Bryce Love, um, and he is supposed to be back. Hey, he's, he, he's, he's, a, he, he's a pretty good player, too, right? He, I think he's all right. He's decent. He's all right. He did. A, a, I mean, San Diego State did help hold him to like 29 rushing yards. Not really his fault. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's an O line thing. I, you know, Suk asked Shaw on the conference call how he felt about the O line for Stanford this year, and Shaw was actually like super honest with him, and he was like, you know, I think they're playing at like a B minus type level, which for Stanford, that's shocking. They're usually playing at an A or an A plus type level. So, you know, Oregon's front seven looks like it's about as good as it's been in a long time. Yeah, so but man, David, David Shaw yeah. also has a lot of comments where he's saying Justin Herbert's unstoppable and he it's looks true. like a defensive end out there playing. There's no way we can bat down his passes. If he runs, we're not going to be able to catch him. He's underselling his team. He's overselling Oregon. Yeah, I mean, this that's is, what all coaches yeah, do. They, I mean, Jonathan Smith was hyping up Khalil Tate, the passer, earlier this week. It's like, give me a break, dude. Look, yeah. look I, I, again, th- what this really comes down to, and I think has been exhausted, is the whole, you know, oh, it's it's we're going to finally see the first Pac-12 test, right? I would have said last night was really your first Pac-12 showing of real talent, well, right? Well, you had Utah but, and Washington play already. Yeah, but that was pretty boring. I thought that game okay, was boring. Okay, but there's still it, talent yeah, out there. It was a bit overmatched. I kind of think you, Utah, we might be over Utah Steez, to be quite honest. Is that a... Steez. Steez? Skis. You mean skis. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I mean, with all the snow they have in Utah. I think this is all about Justin Herbert. I really do. I come back to Justin Herbert because so many people... There was even a feature on ESPN that had a whole... Uh, that had a whole feature piece about don't know Justin Herbert. You should. You should be watching him. This is his national spotlight moment. Mm-hmm. It's been the undercurrent right of of sports media saying, hey, when we look ahead to next year for a first round draft pick, this is going to be the guy. He's got to prove it tonight. See, my my one of the things that I really like about this game and kind of the hype for, I think there's just so many unknowns. For sure. I mean, how fun is that? That you, I mean, you you kind of have the known quantity in Justin Herbert, but. You don't know how Bryce Love's going to perform because he hasn't performed that well to start out the season. I'm I don't know a whole ton about you know the the offense that you're going to see from from the rest of the of the Stanford team, even though they've been a little bit more established. They threw a b- the ball a lot last year against Oregon, but again, you're playing Braxton Burmeister and Willie Taggart. This is a very different team. Braxton. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, you you did. Well, no, it is. It is. Yeah, they, it, the game ended in like two seconds last year. Forty nine seven. Bryce Love had like two eighty yard rushing touchdowns, and it was over. You glean nothing from last year. You come in with a lot of question marks. Again, we talked about this earlier. Who's going to be the back for Oregon? That's going to be the guy that can can yeah. be uh, a force running the ball, set up the play action pass, and who's going to be the go to receiver for Justin Braxton. Herbert? Braxton Burmeister. Oh, he should have been better with that name. Braxton definitely chews tobacco with that name. Sure. He's got to dip in Braxton. right now. I don't think there's any question about that. <laughs> hey, let's take a look around the rest of the Pac-12. Your Beavers taking on Arizona. Is that a likely win for Jonathan Smith? First time they can win in the Pac-12 in how long? Hey, this is Braxton calling uh, Pet Boys. 
My truck's broken. All right, more Braxton Burmeister impressions next. Center and Saint 1080 the fan. Quick update on George's uh, glasses kicker. He Rodrigo Blankenship, right? Yeah, glasses. <laughs> glasses. Specs. Specs. I would nickname that guy Windows if I was on his team. There you go. I like that. Windows missed that kick. Jerk. Did Windows miss one? Yeah, he missed one. Oh, jeez. He's kind of a chip shot one, too. He's one never going to be the second overall pick like Roberto Aguayo, or second round pick like Roberto, Roberto Aguayo and be out of the league in a year. Dude, such a Bucks thing to pick I a know. kicker in the second round. You know what the funny thing is? We had to look it up to see if he was actually in the league because he got picked up by Chicago and then he tried out for uh, San Diego this year. And so we had to pull it up. And it's like, is there anything more appropriate than seeing a guy that fails miserably and is out of the league like that and his Wikipedia photo is in a Bucks jersey? Yeah. You know, forever his NFL, pro- NFL profile picture will be a Bucks jersey. Dude, I wonder who kicked that guy's dog because he was really talented. And he's he still just, talented. He just doesn't have the head for it, dude. Kickers are insane. Yeah, yeah but, I I mean, where did it start? Like, I mean, you missed. At Florida State, didn't he only miss, like, once? I don't know if he ever missed. Some insane. You know, he was literally the most accurate kicker in NCAA history. Yep. Yeah. And he got a second-round pick uh, paycheck. <laughs> he's just sitting at home. watch, I'm, watching. He's sitting at home watching the Browns and the Vikings. <laughs> Miss kick after kick after kick going, I could miss those. You think he's calling his agent up, being like, dude, get me on the Browns. Yeah, right but now. his agent's phone says do not pick up when he calls. Yeah. Yeah. If you save yourself the trouble. Look, Roberto, I thought we talked about you taking that assistant manager job at Wendy's. Yeah. So, uh, Preston, not only our uh, traffic and weather guy, we gave him a new job. How'd you do? Oh, well, I'm still thinking of the third. Oh, jeez. We'll, we'll get back we have, to you on we it. We have three options. Well, no, don't give them. The, you, oh. you create Can it, and then we present no? it. I'm Not so yet. disappointed okay. in it's you. It's okay, Preston. I don't know what to this. call the werewolf duck handler from game day. He, he does this all do the I time. Do I just call him werewolf duck handler? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He overpromises, Preston. I and do what he, now? He puts responsibilities on people that, that you can't fulfill reasonably, and he overpromises. I asked him to think of an animal. Five five three zero five. Text an animal. We'll do improv. We'll do improv. Five five three zero five. It's a better you today text line. Text an animal. See, he's doing it again. He's five five three zero five. Over promising to who? You're assuming someone's gonna text in an animal. Yes, I am. That's all I ask. A lot of pressure. It's, all, it's a lot of pressure for somebody to text in an animal. Feels like a cooker in here. Uh, all right. Pressure cooker. Hey, let's take a look around the Pac-12. Uh, we've got a four games, uh, one already been played, USC won 39-36 over USC. Of course, we've got the huge game between the number seven Stanford Cardinal in Autzen Stadium against the number 20 Oregon Ducks. Uh, but we've also got uh, two other games. The late game tonight is going to be Arizona State and number 10 Washington. Arizona State had a little hype train going with uh, Herm. Well, they ran into San Diego State last week. Uh, do you expect that to be competitive? Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, Aztec is actually a quality team. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny how quickly they were written off for getting a non-conference loss. Well, I think more than anything, this isn't a game about Arizona State, but more about Washington. Because, you know, really the only barometer that we can use to judge Washington's talent is the Auburn game. That's kind of it. Because everybody else they played afterwards, even Utah, who I – find utah to be kind of a suspect good team now um i i I just find this to be a game where hey is washington for real you got to test that kind of thing they're looking at text of course we are well no but yeah you do you have to test your metal yeah yeah 
I'm not disagreeing. Oh, you, you guys are looking away. You're the jealous boyfriend over here. What? You not paying attention to me? Everything you say? Well, you're distracting me by showing me all these texts people are I'm not showing them to you. I'm showing them to Preston. The I'm trying to put the out. kid to work. Folks, the poll is out. 55305. Okay, so, today text. so this game, more about Washington, right, Will? Yes. Arizona State is a quality opponent. They need to go out and they need to lay the wood. They need to lay the wood, and I want to see some Herm. Who doesn't want to see some Herm? I want. To, I just want the sound clips. All right. The poll is out. Okay. At Center Saint 1080 on the Twitters. Preston Highfield, what is our Twitter poll? Okay. What do you want as your team's rally animal? We have A, rally monkey. B, Anaheim <laughs> Angels have the rally monkey. B, Cleveland's possum. C, Honey Badger, or D, the Werewolf Duck Handler from College Game Day. And I couldn't fit from College Game Day on the poll. It doesn't. It only gives you like 20 characters, so, yep. <laughs> so I just put Werewolf Duck Handler. Werewolf Duck Handler, I think, is very appropriate. Sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Go on to Twitter, and we'll try to get results by the end of the show. Um, the other game going on today uh, will be played at 1 o'clock, I believe. Your alma mater will... Sure Beeves taking oh. on Khalil Tate and Kevin Sumlin, the football talent and the football mastermind oh. at Arizona. How you feeling? Oh it's been a while boy. since you've had a Pac-12 win. Oh, my gosh. It's been a long, longer than the Browns' 635 days. I think you could feel, uh, I don't know, some sense of confidence because, honestly, the Nevada game, I, I know everybody's kind of, touting the Nevada game as a huge letdown. And of course it was a huge letdown. You made this <laughs> massive comeback and you missed a kick or I'm sorry, you missed a field goal right at the very end of a game. But oh, you're also, what was it? A 30 to seven deficit. Yes. You erased it. And you actually showed that you have some offensive and really when it comes in crunch time, defensive competence. I, I mean, again, I just want to say this about the Oregon state football season for 2018 and 2019. Oh, this, you're already saying for next year too. Yes. These are, just learning years. Just, just let. I, I just want to paint improve. a picture for everybody that uh, that can't see what you're doing. Yeah, hands full, full, uh, fully masked. open, fully masked, and waving in a magical pattern. Yes, it's learning. learning. Just learning, dude. I was so stoked watching that Nevada game, just because you you saw that they were getting just absolutely trounced, thirty-one to seven, and then at halftime they started putting together these little drives. And then, of course, you started to see that Jonathan Smith, being a competent coach who we haven't had in a while, just two, said, two years ago the Beavers won the Civil War, and the hype train was going sure. coming into last year. Gary Anderson finally has something going. There's some magic, dude. But Jonathan Smith read the room perfectly when you're getting blown out at halftime, which every smart coach does. Which is, I know that their defense is going to come out, uh, come out, and they're going to lay off the pressure. They're just going to sit back and go, hey, we have this huge lead. Why do I have to pressure the quarterback? Why do I have to risk injury for my D-line and linebackers and safeties? Who cares? And he goes, great. I'll start giving the ball to my players in space. We'll just chip away at you one, one play at a time and hope my defense can deliver. They did that. They just couldn't convert to win the game. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, but let me just say, I think Arizona will probably win this game because they just have more talent. Yeah, and it's just a matter of building up the yeah. the the depth that you're going to need to win Pac-12 football games. Sure. All right, well, um, there's some great games. Uh, check those out. 1 o'clock, you've got Arizona, Oregon State. 5 o'clock, the big game on ABC, Stanford at Oregon. And then 7.30 on ESPN. That's your late game, Arizona State at Washington. This is such a big effing game for Oregon. It is. It is. It can't be overstated. 
No, it cannot at all because of the fact that you don't really have much after this except for Washington. Well, and it just it, if they win this game, then the hype train will be at full steam ahead for Washington. Question. Yeah. They win. Top 10 team? I, it's difficult because after the top, what, five? I have a hard time going the toss that, up. And it, yeah, it kind of is. Except for so so I don't know if they'll jump that far in a week, but they could get they could certainly be knocking on the door. I mean, you knock off number seven at home. Depends on how they win, I suppose. Yeah, that's yeah. a big big time blowout. If you win by twenty or more, yeah, I think you you got to be considered at least in that that low tier, maybe yeah. eleven. But they eke out a sloppy game, then no. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not all wins are not all wins are viewed the same. But they this one's going to be same. viewed on a national stage. See, no, that's, no, that's what, what I'm saying. If it's yeah. a sloppy game and they and they win because you know Stanford plays poorly or they just kind of you know eke it out, that's a lot different than going out and just you know scorched earth win is a very different thing. So uh, let's get in some NFL next, but let's do it uh, right after you do the scoreboard update thing that you do that we call the scoreboard update thing. And then along comes All right, we're just 15 minutes away from Will Darkens giving you his locks of the week. Can't miss games. Sharps are all over them. We're putting big money on them ourselves. Will's going to tell you exactly where to go. That's going to be crystal balls, and we're going to do that in about 15 minutes. So don't go anywhere. Don't go nowhere, you guys. If you want to make some money with us, you listen to what we're doing. We'll tell you the games to be on if you want to make big money. Big money. Text right now if you want big money. 55305. Text big money. We'll give you the picks. Luke, you are the mayor of a county in Washington. That's right. Clark County. You know it. That's right. You would trust me, right? You're a trustworthy guy. You trust me. I trust you implicitly. There is nothing you have ever done in your entire life that would make me not trust you, especially... When it comes to picking football games. Let me tell you something. I got the picks. I got-, got the picks, my friend. You stick around. This is a big-time tease, but a big payoff. I got the picks for you. I'm going to make you money. 10, 20, 30, 50, $100,000. It can happen. It can happen. I really hoped at the end of that you would just not say an actual dollar amount. 10, 20, 50, and then just leave it dead. I really enjoyed that. Uh, hey, we will do our picks in crystal balls. Um but I don't know that we know anything about football. That's I'll just say we that. Do. Right we now. know enough. I'll just say that right about we now. We know enough about uh, football. Here, here's my question for you, though. Uh, sure. What game are you most excited about in the NFL slate of games? Ooh, the NFL slate of games. I guess I would have to. I guess I would have to go with the Monday night game. Really. Uh, no, Monday night games have been great so far. Bucks Steelers, just because this is kind of the prove it game for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, sorry, Fitzpatrick. Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic. So now after this game, Jameis Winston is available to take the football field and um, be a menace to society. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, for being a menace football. society. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm most interested to see one how Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be able to perform on the big stage, really, because the first couple games that he's played this year they've been kind of low-key games after the first week it was meh after the second week people kind of got excited about it now the buildup of excitement has finally culminated to a monday night game where the entire country is going to be watching him. well not to mention him showing up in the tracksuit for the press conference oh, he's become dude. this darling you know he's been in the league what a decade it feels like yes and he's he's always been that guy that is a stopgap measure he's he's shown that, you know, he has the ability to play, you know, great games and terrible games at the same time. So he's always been kind of a risk. But now you have him with this great start, 
to the season and you have all these breakdowns of what he's doing differently. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not going to be able to move a lot out of the pocket, but he's, he's, it, it was this great breakdown of all the no look passes he had against the Super Bowl uh, champion Philadelphia Eagles last week. And they're saying that that's new to his repertoire. I'll admit, never really broke down a lot of Ryan Fitzpatrick game film. Really? <laughs> never never until today when somebody did it for me. Dude, there's a reason they call him Fitz Magic. He has the ability, like, I don't know if it's luck or actually skill, but he has the ability to place a ball deep, like, extremely precisely. Yeah. But it's a double-edged sword because he <laughs> he can do that for, like, an entire game, and then he'll have one half of the next game be the complete opposite of that, which is like, hey, he's going to throw a post route, but they ran a go. Where but, are you throwing? But here was, here was the other thing that was funny about it is I'm looking at the 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 footage of Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the football, looking one direction, throwing it the other, and you're like, all right, that's nice, and he's throwing the ball you know, 15 yards down the field. And then Deshaun Jackson catches it and runs for another 60, or Mike Evans catches it and runs for another 30, or O.J. Howard catches it and runs for another 80 yards on some of these plays. You have to remember how good the weapons are in Tampa Bay for that offense. That's another thing that kind of makes his job. Those three guys, you don't want to throw the ball to Deshaun Jackson? I, You know, it, it's kind of begging the question, though, right, is that, like, Mike Evans is notorious for dropping. Like, he, he drops a lot of friggin' balls. And the fact that he's a physical freak. He's built a like a truck. 6'5", six, 6'6", yeah. six, six, and he's up there in the 230s, 240s, and still runs like that. Yeah, he looks like a tight end but runs like a wide receiver. Um, he, it kind of begs the question of, is it just that Jameis Winston sucks at quarterback? I hope or is, so. Is, or I is hope incredibly so. average, or the fact that his leadership skills—I'm using air quotes—well, kind of wait, bother are there enough players? Use, use W's and oh, then eat don't. them. I don't even want to talk about that. Air quotes. Eat your W's. Gross. Yeah, Jameis Winston. I hope he's awful. The other thing about the Monday night game that's intriguing, though, is Pittsburgh this bad? I mean, Pittsburgh is. Mm. Uh, Oh, everyone oh, on the, one and one and everyone on the Steelers is like freaking out like oh yeah Antonio Brown's throwing typical Antonio Brown's fits telling the media they suck you know Big Ben's in his boot all the time and, well but and also he's also in Stormy Daniel headlines he's, all week it's awesome which is always good he tried to wow. kiss me he tried to kiss me oh, I didn't see that. oh yeah it's creepy there's some oh. weird stuff going on I joke about that Ben Roethlisberger is a sexual predator what's that He's a sexual predator. I'm just reading the headline in a lady voice. He's been accused. Like, yeah, he's been times. accused a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. a lot. But anyways, those are the Roethlisberger headlines. Thank uh, you. Thank you for bringing that levity to the show. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Another game that I'm interested to see, and it's purely out of spite, is uh, <laughs> Cowboy Seahawks. Mm. Spite for who? Spite for the Seahawks, because if that's what... I thought it's spite for me. If that's what the Bears defense was able to do to that Khalil Mack? Line, dude... That offensive line in Seattle is like danger level eleven, like bad, dude, really bad. Just because they're the worst in football. Just because Russell Wilson looks like he is. I, I know that we use the phrase and we kind of toss it around a lot. Like he was running for his life. No, he dude's literally running for that his guy's life. That guy's running for his life. I don't even think he even goes through progressions or reads once he snaps the ball. He just goes, "Okay, where's it coming?" Yeah. Like, well, so so there's a couple things going on there. Not only is he running for his life, he's also yelling at his offensive coordinator, and he has two backs that are supposed to change this running game, and one of them you spent a first round draft pick on. And they're not really running the ball either. So it's not like you have any balance to help him out either. Yeah, dude, Rashad Penny looks mediocre. 
Ew, that's very kind. I, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. He kind of looks he looks lost out there. Man. I would agree with that. Yeah, he doesn't. And it's I mean, remember he missed three preseason games and a lot of practices with that broken finger and the surgery that he had. But yeah, he doesn't look like he feels comfortable. Well, but it's interesting because uh, at San Diego State, he looked like a guy, a guy who had you know a propensity for being around the ball. Like mm-hmm. he just he knew where to get out in open space and make plays. And you look at him now, and it just looks very confused in that offense. It's it's very strange. Yeah, it's absolutely bizarre going on. And Dallas is as bad as they look in week one. Their pass rush devoured Eli Manning. Yeah. Absolutely devoured him. You see the picture of his face yes. getting up. Yeah. I was just about to oh mention it. Goodness. The offensive lineman helping him up and yeah. him just looking like, am I on Mars? Yeah. yeah well, because I kind of look at it the week one, week two, and you go, oh, it's Von Miller, it's Khalil Mack, and you have good pass rushes on those teams, but at least it's Dallas. This is their first home game in Seattle, and they haven't been as good on the road over the past few years. But, yeah, they go 0-3, and it's just uh, – Eli Manning's also kind of prehistoric in terms of the way he moves. No, no. I, that's true. But Russell Wilson actually looks like he belongs in 2018. Eli Manning should, you know, he should probably hang him up at this point, right? I give you it's that. It's like a taboo thing to say because he's yeah. won two Super Bowls and everyone, you know, he's donated a ton of money. He's like a very, in all seriousness, he's like a super well-respected figure. So eh, no one, not no, super well-respected. No he's, well, he's got one of the dumber faces ever. Oh, well, I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe with his physical appearance. Yeah, he's not well-respected. People are like, how did he win two Super Bowls? Well, he beat the Patriots, and people are like, yeah, but. I mean, he's like well, like a community well-respected, like normal dude. Nah, and I don't uh, mean for you to walk back statements. He didn't win two Super Bowls. His defense did. Yeah. yeah. And David Tyree. And David Tyree's no, no, sticky I, look, gloves. Again, this is the thing. There's a caveat to everything. If you make the argument that he won two Super Bowls, boom, right there. Yeah. And yeah. Plexico Burris and his yeah. accidental shooting himself. <laughs> Just still funny to me. Which is fantastic. Here, here's the thing. If you watch the game film of the Cowboys pass rush against Eli Manning and you watch the first two games with the Broncos and the Bears against the Seahawks, my point, they don't look all that different, which is worrisome if you're a Seahawks fan. And I used to be once upon a time. Still are. I know. Uh, all right. Crystal Balls is next. Center and Saint. 1080. The fan. All right. Welcome back. The final segment of this tailgate show. Tailgate. Tailgate. Uh, don't have to go anywhere. We've got uh, the Ducks roundtable, coaches show, Ducks game day, pregame, game, postgame. It's Ducks all day. Just get your cigs, get your beer, get in your truck, roll the windows down, tune it to 10 the fan, and just hang out. Actually, real quick, I did ask the question earlier, and I'll see how quickly I can find it, but I was asking how you do the 5 a.m. start for game day, and then do the 5 p.m. kick for the actual game, and one of the texters uh, wrote in, drunk nap, Luke, get up five-ish, pound some beers, take a flask to the game day set, get back around noon-ish, nap for a few hours, get a rock star, and start pregame. 40 beer hall, 40 beer ball, some pong, uh, ready to go. That's P1 Dustin. So there is a strategy to this whole thing, and the fan will be there for, to help you through all of it. We had uh, when we beat USC um, the first time, the Giant Killers year. Uh, we had a friend who brought one of her friends. The Giant Killers year was in the '60s. The second Giant okay, Killers year. Okay, thank you. Uh, we had a friend who brought one of her friends to uh, our yeah, house. Yeah, she did. She drank too much and fell asleep on the couch and missed the entire game. And right when I walked in, she woke up. And and she goes, did we beat the USC? And everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, you passed out. Then she threw up on our couch. 
That is a wonderful story. Real quick, before we get into our picks, we need to update our poll results. Uh, Preston Highfield, what is our poll, and what are the results? Okay, so the poll is, what do you want as your team's rally animal? Um, oh, wow, we now have uh, a vote. One vote for Cleveland's possum. Okay, that's at 11%. One vote for the rally monkey, 11%. Honey Badger getting 22%. And by far, the leading vote getter was the werewolf duck handler from College Game Day this morning. The nice. guy with the creepy smile and the beard up to his eyes. I will say I'm a little bit disappointed in the possum results, but if we'd have put the possum handler, that was a guy in a Cleveland Browns jersey tucked into his Cleveland Browns sweatpants. Yeah. I think he might have done better than the possum itself. But let's be honest, this duck handler... Wolverine-looking guy, They're, Teen Wolf. Yeah. He's a revelation. There's a gif of him that oh, College yeah. Game Day tweeted out, and it is retweet am, that. It, it is amazing. Okay, yeah, retweet that so it's, everybody can find it through 1080. Do the whole thing. Um, let's do some picks real quick. Uh, we're gonna start uh, with the late game, and we'll go Arizona State, Washington. Washington favored by 18 in this one. Will Darkens? Be taken. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, what do I do now? Well, hold on. Okay, I'm hold getting it. my sheets here. Your sheep? Well, my sheets. Why do you need sheep? Getting all my sheets together. It's two remotes. Hold on together. a second. Here we go. All right. So you're telling me about Arizona State, Washington. Luke, I got the inside track on this game. I'm taking Washington with the points. Chris Peterson, he's buttoned up. He's looking good. He's looking fresh. He's looking soft. He has got Miles Gaskin. They're going to tear through Herm Edwards and that team. Put all your money on it. Text in five five three zero five. Better you today. Text line big money. I got you. <laughs> Preston, who taking Washington Arizona State? Oh, uh, I'll take U Dub. That's at U Dub at U Dub. It's a lock. It's yeah, a lock. lock Our three in. star super pick of the week. Take the Huskies. Hold Go the, dogs. Luke, I can't hold on a second. So <laughs> many people are texting in right now. Big money. I can't even concentrate. Go ahead into the next pick. All right, Arizona at. In Corvallis at Research Stadium against your Oregon State Beavers. Who you got over there, smart guy? Want to pick the Beavs. Want to. Taking Arizona, though. I'll give you five and a half points. Yeah, I'm taking Arizona. Okay. It's, I, I'm sorry. They just have better talent than we do, and that's just going to be the theme for this entire year for Oregon State. <laughs> we just don't have as good of players as practically everybody on our schedule, so it's going to take a whole year of recruiting to bring up a new talent pool to actually make Jonathan Smith's great offensive coaching matter. So I can see it in Preston's eyes. He disagrees with you. Yeah. Well, I just want to see Jordan Shukar get another shot at a last-second kick. I just want more last-second kick drama. And if there's last-second kick drama, that means they cover the spread. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to win. Well, no, but you're taking them with five and a half points? Uh, No, I'm not. All I'm right. just saying I want to see it. Well, I'm going to take them just because uh, I think you guys are idiots. And uh, that means you're wrong. Oh. And I'll take the Beavs. Yeah, and they won't won't cover. But big money. Go. All big right, money. let's do it. Let's, Stop stealing people's money. Let's do big money time. <laughs> big money time. All right, smart guy. Nobody's been able to pick this all week except for you. Stanford, Oregon. Number seven at number mm. 20. Mm. This is a big time, big time game. Who you taking? All right, let me tell you something here really quick. All right, you ready for this? So I'm here. I'm over here right now at the Caesar, <laughs> and I got my guy, and he is in my ear right now, and he's telling me. What's he saying, Dawkins? <laughs> Come on, me. spit he's, it out. He's telling me. Big money, big money. Two and a half. Two and a half is what you want to take with Stanford. I'm going to take Stanford because my guy's telling me that, and you should take him too. Five five three zero five. Better you today. Text line. Text big money. Big Everybody texting big money. Big Everybody, money. they're making so much big money on it. Do you dare? Do you dare, Preston? I feel go against the Oracle 
that is Will Darkins over there. I'm going against Darkins. I'm not going to do the, the casino boy <laughs> stealing people's uh, money this accent, guy, but this guy doing I'm this. going uh, I'm going Oregon. I think they win by two touchdowns. Whoa. I'm serious. I think Herbert I think Herbert balls out. I think receivers finally catch the football, and I think Oregon wins 38-24, and I think they, they get themselves on the map, and Herbert uh, launches himself into a Heisman campaign because no one is even close to Tua right now in this Heisman campaign. I just want yeah. someone else to get in that gosh darn conversation, and I think guy? Herbert does it. Who's this guy picking against? Who's this guy? It's Preston Highfield, and I believe he's an Oregon grad. It sounded like an Oregon grad pick. It did. It did, yeah. did didn't very, it? Very, I should have been a little more discreet very, with that. Very much so. Although listen, I will I should have been like, come from a behind. Co- but, but listen, a close, a, close game, a close game puts him in the Heisman conversation, too, if he, play, if he plays well. I will agree with Preston. I would like to see Herbert kind of build up to that Heisman level so it's at least competitive. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any question. I think we're all rooting against Stanford. I don't know yeah. that we're. I don't know. You're, I won't. Will I won't go as far as to say that you're rooting for Oregon, but I would say that you're rooting against Stanford. Is that fair? Hmm. Kind of. <laughs> as close, hey, as, as as close as you can get to a Beaver uh, rooting for uh, the Oregon Ducks. I, I'm going to take the Ducks in this one. I do think it's a close game. I don't think it's a two touchdown uh, victory, but I think it comes down to Justin Herbert uh, finding one of his weapons in space, and there's your game. Uh, all right, uh, enjoy game day all through uh, all throughout the day, uh, right here on 1080, and we'll be back next week. Have a great one. Bye bye. You must always face the curtain with a bat. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.